A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. Well, well, well. If it wasn't for the thumbnail, people would not know who's sitting across from me. But I have the distinct pleasure uh, to sit across from the instigator of bringing us to IMAX in the first place. Dill Hudson, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rude. So (laughs) nice to be back with you. Absolutely. So today's the Wednesday, 18th of October, 2023. Um, We're back in Las Vegas, IMAX America. Um, Anthony, in the opening sequence, asked a question. It's the first question that's in the book, Designed to Change. It's a question, a good conversation can determine the direction of change. Would you leave it to chance? I think you should always leave a little bit of chance in anything that you do, but no, you should not leave the design of your event to chance. That has to be beautifully created and crafted out. I love that. And I remember when you, I think this is a couple of years back, in one of the first cohorts of the EDC program in San Diego State University, you became a certified event designer. And the project that you brought at the time was the design of Smart Monday. It was, yes, which is now sort of well and truly ingrained into what we do here it, it at Climax. Be- it has become literally uh, something that everybody just knows about. It is just a name that's, it's a household name almost in the events industry, right? People are always talking about Smart Monday. They're talking about IMAX as an epicenter of a place where people go to meet the events industry in one place. Which it is. I mean, you get to get, you know, you do all your education, you've got your conference day, and then you've got three days on the show floor, but you can also dip back into education on the show floor. So it is a place to come and sort of fill fill your head full of knowledge and wisdom. That's a phenomenal legacy that you've uh, kicked off. We were forever grateful that you have supported at the very early stages of the Event Design Collective and when we started our program. You said, this is programming that we should be having on Smart Monday and I remember bringing it to uh, Frankfurt at IMAX and bringing it to Las Vegas and then doing it in multiple languages and scaling it up. And we had so many people that wanted to get in the room and we never had enough space. And it was <laughs> right from the get-go. Um, you have been instrumental in enabling and allowing the industry to get exposed to some of the work that we were doing early on. And I want to thank you for that, Dale. It's an absolute pleasure and yeah. it's crucial for this industry. So yeah. what you're doing... Yeah is needed yeah. so why wouldn't we want to work with you well that's you know we're, <laughs> we're, we're super grateful for that and I think uh, the friendships that have built over time you know the way that uh, oh, actually your cohort was super ambitious if I remember correctly because we actually had two projects we were designing side by side and I think the other project we were designing was the Google uh, Instructional Design Summit that Amy Badersnyder uh, at the time brought to the table that's right and the two of you won uh, the pitch and so we designed side by side these two projects um, 
now here we have the Google IX collaboratory right behind us in the innovation hub. These things are evolving over time. Uh, some of the people at Google have taken our program beyond uh, Amy's initial one, and it's pretty phenomenal the measurements that they've done on, on that Amy's done. Actually, she did 25 projects in the time that we're supposed to do one. It's incredible, isn't it? And <clears throat> I, I was still stunned by that stat that she shared with us, where she said, "Your process is a time-saving device. Instead of spending 200 hours on event design." We now spend 45 hours, and that's an 87% time reduction, the time we spend on properly designing an event. It blew us away. And on top of that, the quality of their events went up from 4.2 to 4.9 out of 5.0 for those Brilliant. 25 events. Right. And all of that she measured in six months. And I, when I looked at that, I, I found it hard to believe. Yeah. Yet, knowing Google, they measure everything, they or they do. don't do it. Yeah, quite, but, which is the way it should be, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why doesn't our industry do that more innately, do you think? But what's, what's, what's holding us back? I think it's time, actually, mm -hmm. for a lot of event planners. You know, you've got one event planner doing how many events, and they just, they think that they don't have the time to spend to design, and it's also getting the people that need to be in that room mm -hmm. together for that time yeah. to do it. Yeah. So I think that's why they tend to sort of say, okay, let's just get on with it because we, we know we've got all this to do in this amount of time, so we've got to just get on running. with it. Yeah. Let's they start run. building the road without having a map where the road's going to go. Yeah, yeah, I think so. As a result, what happens? Well, as a result, there's a, it can create a lot of chaos, can't it? Because then not everybody is aligned, not everybody's going in the same direction. Mm -hmm and um, people feel a bit lost along the way. So you, it's, it's, it's got to be designed together yeah. in order to have people come along with you yeah. Yeah. on the, well, towards the event and at the event yeah. and feel that they're engaged and they belong as well. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. If people don't feel engaged and they don't feel like they've been included, then they don't feel like they belong. They don't own it. They they're don't not own part it. of the conspiracy. No. If, you, if you use conspiracy in a positive word there. Yes. Um, I always feel like you need to, people need to feel part of something in order to put effort into something to make it the best it can be. Agreed. Right? Completely. So, I mean, this is a phenomenal show. This thing is growing. I mean, it, it feels like the legacy that you've built over time now is in really good hands. And it really is, right? yes. I'm feeling quite proud? confident. I'm so proud, honestly. Uh, it's everything that when I started at IMIX 22 years ago, I had in my mind but I knew that it would take time to get there yeah, because yeah. people just, you know, it takes time for yeah. people to want to do things yeah. that they know they should, but mm -hmm. then there's budget, then yeah. there's money and the time and yes. the, you know, there's all these things, people, resources yes. that it needs yeah. in yeah. order to create something exceptional. Yeah. And I think it is exceptional. Uh, I was having dinner last night with Paul Wilkins and Danielle de Jong, who are our executive coaches. Uh, talking about a new program that we're developing after people become certified event designers. Um, it's funny I asked them because Paul was here for the first time at this trade show and Danielle has never been to this trade show. And so I was right. interested to get perspectives on what kind of business or what's behind this, what kind of business. I asked them, do you think it's, you know, is it a large corporation, a publisher, is it a, what kind of business is it? And yeah. they, they identified certain characteristics of the culture of how this feels when you are here it's hard to put your finger on it, but they identified it as a family business feeling, right? Right. which is interesting. Right. So yeah. an event is a representation of the culture of the company that puts it together, yes. and it can change over time. 
Of right? course. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I found that fascinating to see that up close. You've seen it even up closer, I think, from your perspective. Definitely. And now on your horizon of change, I remember we've been speaking at these uh, events periodically and at different uh, po uh, uh, instances. You have a big leap forward that you're making in your uh, horizon of change. Yes. Are you willing much. to spill the beans and <laughs> yes. tell us what that's about? Jill? Yes. So um, I will be leaving IMEX at the end of October uh -huh. and I'm setting out on my own enhanced events. Wow. So I'm wanting to, it's more contracting freelance that I'm looking to do. Yeah. I'm looking for that flexibility and um, looking for purposeful events yes. and people that want to make a change. Mm -hmm. And people who want to make a difference as well, as well. Yeah. So I suppose what, 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 where I'm heading with Enhanced Events is trying to help people sort of design very good education on their show floors. Yes. So I would, uh, for instance, some people are transitioning from conferences to conference to expos mm -hmm. or exhibitions, as you yeah. call them in the Europe. Yeah. So um, they, they're transitioning and they're, what they're needing is that help. Mm -hmm. to sort of transition, to keep experience and education on the show floor, but to keep it buzzing and alive and create that feeling of engagement and networking. Yeah. And that's what I am sort of wanting to help yeah. if, uh, exhibition organizers really to start to really buzz up their show floors a bit. So the fact that your talent now becomes available outside of the perimeter of IMAX is kind of exciting for those that are looking to um, understand what it takes to put, do something like that. Now, it takes a village to pull off an event, and at the same time, you also mentioned it takes grit and perseverance to build these things over time. Um, we've seen how you, you've always, you've always had a knack of hiring the future talent and fostering the future talent. I was just speaking to um, uh, one of the assistant professors at BYU University uh, on the same podcast, and. She's a first-time participant to the uh, faculty program, and she brought her students Great. for the Future Leader Forum. Wonderful. Remind us, who are some of the team members that you've seen and hired and that came through that program and other people that have kind of risen to the surface yes. in your talent oh. pool? Well, as you know, that's been one of my passion projects, the Future Leaders Forum. Mm -hmm. I just think this industry is, n is not going to be what it is if we don't bring that, those young, talented people through. through. Yes. and convert them to the events industry. Mm -hmm. um, so the people that have come through there, you know, you've got Chris Chalouz in Poland, you've got Miguel, you've got Roger Simons at Marina Bay, Sarah Scavron, you know, there's all so many. Stars. They're all rock stars. <laughs> they are, and they've yeah. all come through the future. I'm not saying it was because of the Future Leaders Forum, but I think they made it, you know, I think it had an impact on, on the people that have gone through it. Yeah. So well, they did something else then than other people as they decided to show up in the first place. Right? Yes. Become yeah. part of the Future Leader Forum, maybe be part of a competition, allowed themselves to take some risks, probably. Yeah. Right? And then you, you ended up hiring a number of these people on your team, which was almost like the next yes. chapter of fostering their, their uh, skill set and, and maybe their, um, uh, their ability to absorb what's happening in the team that creates success. Yes. And then they went on to create their own form of success in the future. All of them brilliant yeah. successes. Yeah. Wonderful stories they all yeah. have. And it's wonderful to see. Uh, yeah. What I really like about that is th these are also people that we keep meeting. And the friendships last way beyond whatever era they were in, in a specific role or company. Yeah. Right? Which I think, um, like you, 
jumping into the pool of entrepreneurship and running your own organization in the future, um, I think it's super exciting. Yeah, right. and I mean, those are the things I'm looking for is the entrepreneurships, the, yeah. you know, the, 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 the events that want to change. They want yeah. to bring purposeful, meaningful events. They yeah. want to develop those and they want to design them. So yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Yes, very much. Um, what, what, what other characteristics are you looking forward to when you're talking about that role in that future situation? When you, I mean, en enhancing events almost implies, if I may, from the outside, because a brand is in the perception of the one that's looking at it. Quite. Holistic people-centered events. Uh, enhance events. You're implying that events that are already existing can be enhanced, or would you also be looking to kick off completely new events? I would love a, a mix of both. You know, I, I, I love looking, re-looking at the way people are doing things mm -hmm. and saying, you know, this is great. You guys have done an incredible job here, but what else can you be doing? You yes. know, what else can we get you excited about? Mm -hmm. So I'd love to do that. But then also, you know, the new events that are starting mm -hmm. that are struggling to sort of say, well, how do we do this? Those I would be super happy to help them as well. You know, why not? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's working with good people working with people who are motivated, who want to make the, the best event they possibly can. Yeah. That's where I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me go take you to the dark side for a minute, because I've okay. been in entrepreneurship for a while, right? Yes. And, you know, there are things that happen that you can't predict or can predict. Right. right. And then uh, figuring out what to do in those situations when you do not rely on a full team or Sometimes a freelancer is brought in in a situation where the event might be in distress or there might be a, a critical phase of an event or of an event team where you're bringing in outside forces. Yes. How, how, how do you think you will cope with that? Or what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's your take on that? Would you, would you do something like that or would you prefer to stay away from that? No, why not? I mean, I think in any team, there are people that are still passionate and motivated to yeah. make that work. Yeah. And they just need sometimes someone who's excited with them. Yeah. They just need someone to sort of be, you bounce know, to bounce off of. Let's get some ideas. Let's get this going again. Because when you do the same thing for many, many years, you can lose focus and you can lose your sense of direction. Yeah. And I think that that... Is, is more important actually than anything is try let's try help those brilliant event planners yeah. who have done great jobs whose get jobs, motivated and excited again whose jobs haven't become easier since COVID no they have not and they're doing more events with less so yeah, yeah whatever you can do to sort of try and make that an easier road yeah. why wouldn't you do it I've, I found you know the 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 because I haven't been you know, planning events or delivering events and you know, us just organizing an event uh, this last Monday on behalf of a client for 40 people, you know, quite simple, Yeah. Um, here at Smart Monday. We had a little dif different proportions, and, but the, the supply chain and how it is being contracted, etc., it has become dramatically more strict or more, uh, how would I say that, inflexible almost. Uh, to a degree where yeah. sometimes you yeah you feel really like you are being funneled into a, well, a trap might be a negative word but it's there's a lot of commitments you make along the way that yeah. are unchangeable once you've committed to them 
quite, right. and the cost of everything has just soared since COVID. It has. So there, there's, all, you know, that that they're having to contend with as well. Yes. So they've got people saying to them, "Well, we want the same, with no more money." And I mean, costs, how are you going to do it? And it costs almost double or triple. Yes. When you're just looking at travel costs or other expenses that might have been budgeted last year or two years ago, and yeah, these things have soared quite dramatically. And we noticed that as a small business, you know, we noticed that, you know, yeah. coming over to Las Vegas for a week uh, with our team is a very expensive adventure. It's a commitment. It's a very big commitment that you yeah. make. And hence the expectations you have of that outcome as a result of being in that place for X amount of time for anyone that's involved in any of these events also is magnified. It's, it's amplified. Very much so. You need more outcome if you are... You know, yes. spending more disposable income at the beginning of the... Right. And I, I, I mean, I, I am wondering, you know, it, what sort of measurements some of the exhibitors are putting in as well, you know, because this is a huge commitment for them. So you have to start measuring. You have to start, you know, what what leads are we getting and what are we doing with those leads? Yeah. yeah. I think there's a magic combination of doing both education and a properly run trade show. You know, I think an event like this one where hosted buyership as a concept, I was explaining this yesterday to Daniel and Paul, um, and although it might seem super apparent to us because you've been doing it for ages at IMAX and yeah. you know, others that are, have become spin-offs of it or have adopted similar models, but it is not a, a common model in other business environments. No, it's not. You know, and I, I, is that good? Is that bad? We don't really know, but it works. It works for this event. Right. So whatever works for the event is the thing you should do, not just to do it because someone else has done it. And I think that's where lots of people fall into a bad trap. Well, they're doing it. They're making a success of it. We should do it too. So no, really, what's your value? What's your proposition? And what what are you, where are you going with this? And why? Always the why, right? We're obsessed with that question of how does your event create value and then look at it from various stakeholder perspectives. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the event owner, you know, the way that, you know, Paul addresses that in the book from the executive perspective is just that, right? The risk versus the reward. Yep. How are you able to address both? Um, and what's the journey you're taking them on when they're taking decisions along the way and what options do you put in front of them? Yeah, quite. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always going to be that. being stuck in a funnel of decision-making under force is a very uncomfortable position to be. Ah. Oh. You know, and, and, and people are wanting to move, I think, because of it. You know, they just feel trapped. Yes. They're just like, what, what, the expectations yeah. are unrealistic. Yeah. And I think that's the sad thing. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to the things you're working on next. I think your ability to apply all of this learning that, you've, um, that you're bringing along, um, I mean, if you could superpower that into any other event, is going to be a majestic kind of... Uh, um, uh, opportunity for Thank people you. that see that, right? Yes. So uh, we're going to encourage you to connect to Dale, right? Uh, we're going to yes, put the please. link on the bottom of this uh, podcast. Um, this is going to go out tomorrow on the last day of the show. So it's Great. produced overnight by our colleagues back in Europe. Thank the time difference for the ability to do that really quickly. Right? Yeah. Sometimes we have to use that to our <laughs> Frankfurt, advantage. you don't get that, right? It's a little bit, well, we have somebody in the US that could do it on the other yeah, side. Yeah, I guess right? so. There Which we we've done before as yeah. well. Um, but you know, I think we, we're really keen to um, also within the pool of certified event designers. There's so much talent that you know people come to us and say, "Oh, I'm looking for this," or and we encourage people to ask those questions. You know, if your team is short of a certain bit of talent, or if you need a specific superpower in your team, reach out to us. 
definitely. We've got a pretty solid pool of people that we know have a proven track record. I wouldn't record. think twice about that. Um, you would be the first on my <laughs> And we would in definitely mind. be able yeah. to point you in the right direction. So. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, Thank you so much. See us as the Wayfinder. Um, and uh, they'll uh, enhance events. I, I'm sure is going to enhance enhance so much more than just the events. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast today. Pleasure. And uh, as always, our paths are going to continue to cross across many different new things. And I I'm really sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm sure of it too. That's pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure of it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rick. And let's speak again maybe a year from today. Let's, let's see where that. we're at. Terrific. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much. Thanks a lot. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation.